Hey everybody, welcome to Pylon Show Housekeeping or Town Hall, whatever you want to call it. I believe it's episode 35 as well. It's up there, 34. I'm getting ahead of myself. Thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate that. Uh, so if you're wondering why I'm by myself, Dan has an appointment that he forgot, uh, that he could not get out of. Um, it's a family matter thing, so he could not be here for this episode. But then also because this is an episode just concerning all things Pylon Show, it did, it did, did not make a whole lot of sense to ask people to come on and basically hear me talk, or in the off chance that Artos would hear, hear him talk for a long time. Um, so I'm happy to tell you that our regular show will return next week. Uh, pres presumably Dan will be here, we'll have a couple of guests, and we'll get talking about the patch stuff that's getting proposed, uh, the WCS drama, all that kind of stuff. So we do apologize that it's going to be delayed one week, but this is an important episode. It's an important thing to talk about um, to set the tone for the season. And uh, also to talk about kind of the mishap that, that happened. Uh, I'll get into that in a second. Um, but then we'll get into the regular StarCraft stuff. And it's all heating up. It's great. WCS Winter is coming up. And, and uh, we've got a lot of things to talk about. So just bear with me for one episode of me talking at you guys this whole time. We do have Matt here producing. So we have some pointers and, and stuff that we want to talk about. If, I, if we feel like I missed something, we'll definitely... Um, he'll cue me in and we'll go to it. So the roadmap for this episode... I want to start every episode by, of course, always thanking um, the various different ways that this show gets off the ground, the, the people that help it, Alessandra, Cobra, my partner, uh, Artosis, but that's not the only people. There are others as well, um, and we just couldn't do this show without the people around, including the community, so just thank you guys. I try and say it all the time, but in the off chance that you don't, I don't know, if anyone out there doesn't think I'm grateful or something like that, please hear me now. I really am. The show um, could not be where it is, and it couldn't exist even, if not a bunch of people hurting Artosis and myself like cats in the right direction and, put, and putting on the production. So thank you to them. Um, as always, the show is brought to you by AFKT as well. We're not going to do the graphic thing for this or anything like that, but um, Lycan and his wonderful company has been supporting us in a wonderful way. And then if you are interested in supporting this content, you can check us out on the Patreon, the Pylon Show there, um, as per usual. Uh, those of you, there's some of you guys that have been doing that since day one. Amazing. Uh, and then some of you have come on newly or you've been there for a little while. Any and all support is really appreciated. So thank you guys so much. So to roadmap this episode, um, first and foremost, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the question situation that happened. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, I'll explain it in, in depth, but basically the first part of the show is going to be breaking down a decision that I made and it was executed poorly and it wasn't communicated right. And, it, and honestly, we're going to eat our, I'm going to eat my, uh, what is it? Eat crow, as they say. I'm going to apologize and talk about how we want to do better. Uh, talk about this whole situation. There was uh, me being a little too saucy in the discord and stuff like that. So we'll break that down um, and talk about why we feel we owe an apology and what we want to do better. Eat a shoe? No. See, now you're... Pff, chat? Nobody eats shoes. We know that from, from history. Uh, but anyways, we'll talk about that situation and, and kind of hopefully come on the same page about uh, where we want to be and, and, and where you guys can hopefully join us and, and be a part of it. Then we're going to talk about the finances of the show. And I know that's not super interesting for a lot of people, but it's important to put it out there um, so that you can hear it from the, the horse's mouth, as it were, right here and, and hear what we're thinking in terms of how the show is doing, where is it going, where the money goes, that kind of stuff. Because it's, it's been brought to... I mean, it's just good to do every season anyways, because the show has been growing. Uh, and it's been bringing on other people. So it's important to put this out there as a matter of public record, but then also keep you guys informed, uh, if you are a Patreon supporter or otherwise, where your money is going and, and, and what's happening with the show. And then last but not least, I uh, we will end with questions. And there were people that had asked questions in the off time of the Pylon show, and we didn't answer them. And again, I'll talk about that at the beginning of the show. Um, but that that rubs some people the wrong way. So I'm going to sit here and solo those questions myself for however long it takes. Good, bad, and ugly. If you are a Patreon supporter and you ask questions, you will get them answered. Uh, and some of these date back to mid mid December. So buckle in. We're going to do it together. Um, and then moving forward, we'll have a, a little bit, hopefully, of a different policy on questions. And that's what we're going to go to right now. So the first subject is going to be the question situation. Um, so what happened is in the off time for this show, uh, the questions have been both a highlight and kind of a silly part of the show. I think we can all kind of agree on that, right? People have asked amazing questions. 
people have answered in really funny ways and thinking of Rotterdam talking about, uh, I think it was with Artosis about being a sentient hot dog and just how serious they took it and how much they disagreed. I loved that. That was wonderful. Um, then there's of course been, you know, some emotional questions and some informative questions and, and then there's been a lot of bad questions too, but the question segment has been awesome. And then some of the feedback we saw in the discord that was really nice was people saying that it brought out personality from these casters and guests that we have on. Uh, and I, I, absolutely agree uh but in the off season um i personally and I, I i take responsibility for this i kind of came to the conclusion um that they were bloating too much they you know we had asked the questions get pared down they weren't really getting pared down a lot of people were really kind of forcing comedy or forcing humor to try and be funny some people were successful keyword some most people were not um and in particular i thought that this was moving in the direction of bad content, but but also it was kind of bad for our guests because at the end of a show, sometimes we had three or four hour episodes and our European guests or otherwise uh, had a lot of questions that were, you know, not directed at them. They weren't really able to participate and they were kind of going on. So something needed to change. So rather than, I'll just tell you what happened and then I, I want to tell you what I wish would have happened, okay, and what we will do in the future. What happened was I just typed in the chat to Cobra and, and Artosis and I think Alessandra's in there and I said, uh, if you guys are okay with it, I think I'm going to say that questions will now be filtered. And they were like, yeah, okay. Because, you know, um, it didn't seem like that big of a deal. Uh, obviously, and then in the show, I kind of made light of it. I announced it. Um, but this was after a couple of weeks of people asking questions um, because they expected them to be answered uh, in the off season, even when we came to the next episode. And even if you think that that's fair or not, um, I didn't communicate otherwise. So for these people, that was something that they were expecting. And then without any communication, I decided not to do anything with that. That's not fair. That's not okay. Um, and that's not good. And I think that that is beneath the quality of community building I want to be doing. And that's not something that for me as a leader, um, I, I, I think was done correctly. So I take full responsibility for that. And I'm sorry. Um, for most of you, I think that this is something that you don't care that much about, but please hear me when I say this, there are people that did care, uh, and their feelings do matter. So what should have happened was I talked about this with my producer, uh, Cobra and my team and Artosis, we came to a consensus and then I publicly announce it a week or two in advance and then implement the change. That way, if there is someone that they're like, that's a big deal for me. Um, they're given a heads up, they're explained to why we're changing it. And I would probably venture a guess they would 99.99% be okay with that. This might seem, um, in fact, it is super obvious, right? This is, of course is what, how things should be done. I didn't do that. And I apologize. I want you to know that through this has been a learning experience to do that better in the future. And hopefully this is our one snafu in that regard. And, and we just do better moving forward. So in summary with that policy. I do believe, and in talking to Matt and Dan, they agree as well, that questions should be pared down. We're gonna make it a, we're gonna publicly say it here and now that if there, if it's a big six paragraph thing, it probably will not get answered because we're going to start filtering questions. Um, that doesn't mean they have to be serious. They have to have never been asked. Uh, if you got a good troll, you got a good joke, or you have an innocent question or whatever, it very well could get answered. But I want us to move in the direction of. There is no guarantee that every single question will get answered. I think that was something that was fun while it lasted, but hopefully you guys will agree with me that moving forward, rather than have the end of the show be a big Q&A um, with the potential for funny moments, but very often mostly not, uh, we now have questions that we have the option of being like, no, you know, we're, we're gonna move past that and answer something else. So that seems to be the direction of the policy we wanna take it. Of course, as always, we wanna hear your feedback um, this was how it was announced last week. Uh, but like I said, it was without the fact, it, well, it was just what I said. It was not done correctly. So this is us trying, this is me trying to make amends and explain our perspective and move forward. Um, so yeah, let us know how you feel about that. But to also talk about this situation, I want to give a little bit of a full perspective on me as a content creator as well. And I, and I hope that this gives you perspective on how I deal with things and why I think I can be a a sack of shit, but also, at the, but the reason I'm able to sleep at night is because I'm always going to try and do better. Okay. So we had that episode. I think it was one of our best. I thought Todd was an amazing guest. His banter back and forth with Artosis was really funny. It was long overdue to have Wardy on there. 
Uh, Cobra's just an amazing producer. We, we just came out swinging. It was a great episode. I think it was it was awesome. Um, the after episode, because of the way the questions <laughs> There goes my co-host. I'm just, I don't know. It, what does it take to get a professional co-host these days? You know, I got Dan out in the meeting. I got Barris and chasing off. Anyways. Um, yeah, there's going to be people milling about in the background, by the way. I do. There will be noise, but, you know, just bear with us. Um, I, as a content creator, so people were, were the first few comments in our Discord were like, this rubs me the wrong way. I don't like it. And there were really fair comments. They, there was nobody saying, Jeff's an asshole. I hate him forever. And I'm pulling out all support. And I'm going to go to League of Legends. Nobody said that. Um, it was all fair feedback. And I responded to the first three or four by saying, fair feedback. Yep, it's my fault. I'm sorry. But the nature of content online means people digest it at different times. So something that's posted or something that's recorded and then a VOD goes out, not everyone consumes that media right then and responds. Some people respond then. They respond in an hour and two hours and three hours and a day later or two days later, as it were. So what kind of ended up happening was there was a trickle effect of people uh, and again, we're not talking about hundreds of people, but but more than two. It was a, a decent number of people that were saying, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this. And it kind of just kept coming. And for me as the singular person responding to it, um, it got to a point where it got under my skin a little bit. And then I was, uh, you can see it in the Discord if you're part of the channel. It's not erased. What I say, uh, you know, online is, is uh, for my, it's just, it's out there. I'm not, I'm not going to hide it. So... Um, I didn't get super nasty, but I got unprofessional and I, and I was emotional about it and said, and said, Hey guys, sh I, I think at one point, I think the worst thing I said was shelf the attitude. You know, uh, I'm not making this content to have people yell at, yell at me or, or whatever. And what's absolutely fair is basically no single person was really nasty about it. There's a couple people making jokes who later apologized. There's a couple people who were probably too harsh on it. And when I kind of called them out for it, they got defensive. Um, but to be honest, the responsibility and prerogative is on me to remain uh, friendly, welcoming, and even if something is bothering me, to be more adult about it and to walk away as opposed to continue to vent. Now, if you watch my channel, you know that I'm pretty raw with my emotions and I just share it all the time. And I still think that's good. But as a host of a show and a part of a team in that way, I don't think that's the best way to handle that situation. So. It was a learning experience for me as well. It's, it's something that I'm going to come away from trying to do differently and I'm going to mess up. But to those that I uh, got saw, saucy with in the chat or whatever uh, in the Discord, I apologize. Like I said, even even though I think I was correct to, to be annoyed, the way I handled it is not something that I want to be doing in the future. I want my Discord, uh, our Discord rather, the Pylon Show's Discord to be welcoming and friendly and not... Um, Something that people are like, you know, worried that big angry Jeff's going to come marching down their throat or something like that. Now, that being said, I want to explain a couple things, too, because I we definitely. And I told you guys to buckle up. I can already hear myself. I think it just hit like 17 million words in, in three minutes. <laughs> I can talk. Um, the the the. The Discord is a place to give us feedback, but one thing that is going to stick is how you communicate that feedback is really important. So it doesn't mean you have to say, Jeff, I didn't like this thing about the show. By the way, you look really handsome. You can say that, and I won't tell you not to. But um, what I am saying is like there was some, and this happens online quite often, and, and you can't you know stop everyone, but I'm just going to put this out there again as a kind of matter of public record. If you begin to feel yourself explaining to me how to run my show or to me what it's like to be a person in the public eye and what you can expect from that, I'd ask that you don't. Uh, you're almost never going to be uh, super received by me. That doesn't mean that what I said was, or your, you know, my emotional response was okay. It means that I'll smile blankly, internalize my hatred, and then not communicate it. But at the same time, you're not going to be received. So just please understand that that is something that keeps happening and we're going to try to keep that at a minimum. But feedback is welcomed, and that was something that like kind of got miscommunicated in there. Like people were thinking that I was saying don't communicate criticism or whatever. That's not the case. We 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 welcome it. We want it. Just please try and keep it really constructive. Um, okay. So then you get into a little bit more of a specific situation that happened with this, and this will be the final kind of point about this uh, ethos discussion on Q and A and how that was handled. That part. We'll then move along into the finances. 
Um, someone on our team, Body Pop, who has been doing incredible graphics work for this show, um, she is a volunteer person that's been doing this work, largely in part with Cobra. I've actually only interacted with him one time, and that, that was them saying, please don't make Nazi jokes, uh, like I did on the Christmas episode. And you know what? They're absolutely correct, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, needless to say, uh, I don't have, a, you know, I, I don't um, know the temperament of this person very well, or I, we don't have a rapport back and forth. Um, and part of the emotional Jeff got uh, kind of caught up in the situation as well, where she had kind of spoken out against how I was handling the thing in the Discord as well. And um, there's there's two parts to this. So there, I want to reiterate, I should not be emotional to begin with. I should not have said, uh, I should not have been as stern in that channel as I was. But at the same time, this is, this is again, just kind of pulling back the, the veil for you to understand a little bit more about me. I take leading communities and I take community building very seriously. So when someone who's like my moderator or who's on my team um, publicly calls me out and is equal parts also being very stern or uh, perhaps too direct, I take that pretty, uh, pretty serious as well. It's not like they just literally urinated my cereal. It's not the worst thing in the world you could do, but it is something that I take very serious. I've been, I created the team 88 when I was 12 years old. And uh, since then, I've led Team USA for Brood War. Uh, I was a captain of Team EG. I've always been kind of in leadership positions in the various different places I've been. And one thing that I've noticed to be um, pretty clear for me is that if, if someone, if, they're, if, if they get really, uh, if they're willing to kind of undermine you or yell at you in public and undermine your leadership position, then there's going to be an issue there. So what ended up happening was I... Uh, in private, again, continued to be emotional and, and communicate in a way that, that I shouldn't have. But I told them that I'd like them to leave the team. And that's uh, unfortunate because that's, that's a lot of drama that, I, that just didn't need to happen. And it has to be said, had I handled the situation better from the very beginning, none of this would have happened. So it is absolutely my fault. Um, and that person's feelings were hurt and they were uh, unfairly treated. And for that, I apologize. So for, for Body Pop out there, I wish I would have handled that in a better way, and I'm sorry. And again, this is a lot of drama that, for the most part, you guys didn't see happen. But I think it's important to be um, open and honest about this so that you can kind of see how I work. I was wrong, but at the same time, if someone, if one of my moderators or someone that I've employed, even voluntarily, and I'm not paying them, which is kind of the unfair nature of, of uh, gaming, um, you really have to contact me in private and be like, I didn't like this thing you did, let's talk about it. And I'll almost always be extremely receptive to it. And if I'm not, give me a little while to calm down and then I will be. Um, but that's kind of the tight ship that I run. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Um, if that person wants to come back and, and, and work with us, cool. If not, I totally get it. Sometimes people really don't like the way things go down and they want no nothing to do with it. That's totally their stuff. So. We'll see what happens there, but I just wanted to put that all out in the open so you guys can kind of see that and know that that's kind of how we're running things. Uh, to end this, I want to say, other than this situation, the show's been an absolute dream. We've had no fights, no arguments, nothing. Uh, Matt runs himself a little bit ragged, so that's why this season, to reiterate, we're doing 24 hours for the VOD after the episode um, because he was doing like a three or four hour show and then afterwards he was... Uh, and mp3s thank you Matt yeah um, VODs and mp3s and then he was immediately doing he was like wrestling YouTube or in and, and uh, the podcast stuff and that's a lot of work so at any opportunity you guys get please thank Matt because that kind of he does the work of five people in, in one person so again the reason the show is uh, he's he's a, you know a, a huge part it's just huge thanks to him um, but anyways the show's just been awesome working with Dan's been great he's been on more episodes than I have I think so I've missed more episodes than him We've had wonderful guests and it's just been great. So we're really, really happy. Um, that's to wrap that up. And again, if you guys have feedback on that or you want to, you know, uh, I know that sometimes when Big Poppy Jeff gets real, it makes some people uncomfortable, but I really appreciate you guys hearing us out because I think it's really important uh, as, a, like I said, a community builder and a leader. If you mess up, you got to owe up to it. And you got to talk about it. You gotta, and, and it's not just the messing up and saying, I'm sorry. It's messing up and explaining what happened and then um, talking about how you want to do better in the future. So that's, that is what that was all about. 
Let's talk about the finances of the Pylon Show. Mm, money and numbers, your guys' favorite, I'm sure. Uh, we get asked about this quite a bit, though, and like I said, it's a matter of public records. So we kind of want to put it out there. In fact, Cobra, if you don't mind, can you open up the Patreon so we can have the exact number in front of us just to kind of just cover all of it? Um, currently on Patreon, we're at $2,362. But what I think is really amazing about that number is that 351 people contribute to the show. So thank you guys. That's absolutely incredible. Um, we almost always have, yeah, 81 patrons at $10 or more. We've got several people at the $100 tier, which is a ton of money. Um, all the time when I'm streaming, we have people coming in and saying, hey, I'm subbing or, or I just want to say thank you for the pilot show. It's overwhelmingly positive. So I don't want this episode to make you think that for any, there's anything other than our absolute excitement going on about how well received the show has been. And we really do enjoy it. We work really, really hard at it. And it kind of tires us out quite a bit. But at the same time, it's, it's a pretty big labor of love. And you guys are supporting it really wonderfully as well. The, the, the show is not, we don't every week have to like get on, you know, broken glass and cry out and be like, you guys got to pay us more money. Otherwise, it's going to go away. No, it's been really great. So let's get to a couple of things on the finance of the show and, and talk about what we want to do moving forward. Um, this is this was decided between all of us this time, and we're gonna we're publicly, you know, we're saying it ahead of time, which is cool. It doesn't impact you guys, but it, it's just to again be clear. We want to move to having fifty dollars per guest um, when when we're above two thousand dollars on Patreon, like we are right now, and then bump that up to seventy five when we hit three thousand, or if we hit three thousand, hopefully. Um, right now, we're paying a hundred dollars to each guest, which ends up being about two guests per episode, so minus eight hundred dollars. Uh, we also split the Patreon three ways between myself, Artosis, and Cobra. Uh, Dan and I are, of course, the talents and the creators, but Matt is the absolute workhorse. Um, and then, like we said, there are other people contributing to the show in tremendous ways. Uh, but as it is right now, we all three make about $500 um, each month. And each episode is somewhere in the ballpark of three to four hours. And Matt easily does number of hours in addition to that after every episode. So um, that is far and away beneath what we would ever, like uh, if someone asked me for, you know, my day rate or something like this, this is nowhere near that. Um, we look at it as something we're building. So it is there right now, but we'd like to, you know, build it to something where who knows how much money we're making each time, but it becomes more significant and it becomes something where it's closer to what our hourly rate is or daily rate. Uh, but for right now, the content is still um, in the, the passion category, if you will. Uh, someone at this point in time inevitably should say something along the lines of, my dad poured concrete for $300 in the 1940s. And I, I know, um, let's not start comparing our jobs all across the board and stuff like that. But just please hear me when I say we put a lot of work into this. We care a lot about it. Um, and we're happy to do it, but we're hoping to build it into something bigger. So that's where the money is going to go for right now. That's where that money goes right now. We're also seeking out sponsorships. I have one kind of cooking in the oven, so to speak. They're finishing up their website and we'll be talking a little, your dad is a female stripper, 47, okay. That's a tough job. It's a tough job for a dad. Um, we are going to be uh, figuring out sponsorships and we're always gonna be looking for that as well. Um, and then the other ways to support the show, of course, are uh, we're, we're talking to some other companies, merchandise, that kind of stuff. There's, there's a number of different ways to do it. So we're, um, always looking to do that and hopefully come closer to compensating ourselves for our time. Uh, I think that's, I think that's about it for finances. I guess that's all I would say. Um, I think one note I want to make on this, and this is again, getting closer to the ethos of this. One of the things that came up, um, quite a bit, well, not quite a bit again, just several times, but I want to just put it out there. Um, there's a lot of people talking kind of about how when you become a patron to the show, you're buying a product from us and that product has certain guarantees, yada, yada, yada. I want to be pretty clear. Um, if anyone's been misled, I apologize and, and uh, I'll take responsibility for that as well. I, I feel like we've been pretty clear on this, but the show, when you, when you support it via Patreon or something else, um, you're not really buying a product. We can't guarantee you stuff. It's humans talking on about video games. So uh, I think it'd be bad if we guaranteed you 
a whole bunch of stuff. It's mostly just you endorsing and supporting a show and hoping, well, not even hoping, I guess, but helping generate more content out of that show. Um, so that's, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second, Matt. So that's, that's kind of the way we view it. That doesn't mean Dan, Cobra, and I are planning a huge escape into Mexico uh, where we can take all of your guys' $5, $10, or $100 for a month and then live like kings off of $2,300. You don't need to worry about that. We are, we are paying ourselves off this Patreon so that we can keep justifying spending so much time making this content, and we hope that you really like it. But there were some people that were kind of starting to use the language of the Patreon and using the language of supporting the show aggressively. And we want to try and stay away from that because there's going to be things that happen. For instance, Dan couldn't make this episode because he forgot about an appointment. What if someone made a real big case about like, well, the only reason I pay the Patreon show is so that Dan can be a host there. And if he's not going to be there, then I'm being robbed. I guess you could make that argument. But we're trying to be very clear that that's not, that's not at all the exchange. The exchange is you support us. We make content. We make the best content we possibly can. So again, if you if that caught anyone off guard, let us know. Um, if, you, if I did say something somewhere else that you think led you really astray, please tell me. But I believe that to be a pretty consistent message that we've been giving throughout the whole time, and I hope everyone's on the same page about that. Um, one thing Matt did want me to kind of make clear here, because I think these might be changes to the Patreon as well, uh, or at least clarifications. We're going to do um, gateway patron supporters. We're at the $5 a month. We'll have access to the priority Patreon only questions. It's a continuation. Okay, thank you, Matt. Um, these will be the, the first questions in line to be answered. Uh, we're just kind of adding the caveat here that whereas in the past we said they all will absolutely be answered, we're now saying please ask the best questions you can and, and we'll do it time permitting and uh, filtering out you know, some questions that perhaps were already answered or maybe are a little too unfunny. And then Stargate Patreon supporters who are at the $10 a month level uh, and any Patreons above this, of course, will continue to be mentioned with a special shout out graphic displayed on each episode. This is again a continuation as well. When possible, special live shows, other circumstances, etc. excluded. Uh, yeah, so we're just clarifying that sometimes we can't do it because we, we've had a, we like the live show and stuff like that. We've had a couple episodes where we couldn't show the graphic, but otherwise we're going to do the best we can. Um, and we'll just, of course, always give you guys a big shout out. So again, I know it's not super interesting for a lot of you, but please uh, understand that this is the, the town hall episode where we got to clear all this stuff out and, and kind of make sure that we're all on the same page. Um, I promised you if I subbed through Patreon, you would take me out fishing, 47 said. Uh, 47 is the guy with the mom that's, or the dad that's a female stripper too. So it, it sounds like we need to do that fishing trip and I'll, I'll do everything I can. Thank you guys. Bearing with me on that. Um, that was that was about everything, Matt. Did, did I miss anything? That's the finance of the show. We talked about the opening thing. Ah, okay. We made a we made a channel in the Discord called Feedback for 2019. Um, the reason why that's that's a good place to go with this is because it won't be uh, washed away in like the general area or somewhere else where we would be well intentioned to try and read it. But perhaps we couldn't get to it. So please do give us feedback there if you have any, um, especially if you are a Patreon. And uh, like I said, we, we want to hear from you, okay? So thank you, guys. That was the the full hour or so, almost an hour, of Jeff babbling about these things. We think they're really important, though. Now I'm going to answer the questions, okay? So a lot of you, like I said, I, I think this dates back to like December 15th, um, where people were asking questions that we didn't answer. Yep, that's right. We gotta go even further back. Oh, Matt, Matt got it, okay. So I will answer through these. Um, and then after this episode, barring a huge torrent of people being very upset, which I don't think will happen, we will begin to filter these questions at the end of each episode, um, keep them at probably somewhere in the ballpark of 300 words or less. They can be funny, they can be trolly, they can be honest, they can be real, they can be whatever you want. We're just saying that we can't guarantee that we'll get around to all of them. So hopefully that's something you guys can get behind. Okay? So let's answer some questions. I thought I answered Gigi Emney's, but in case I didn't, to all anyone who can think of an answer, what was the most important turning point in your esports career that influenced the path you Yeah, I think we answered that one. 
Uh, for me, it was it was my mom sending me to the WCG 2009 Brugor Finals, or 7, 2007. USA Brugor Finals that launched my entire career. Okay, we did answer that. It's in the previous file. Thank you, Matt. So I'll just move on to the next one. Best dying. Since last week I've lost all my ladder games, I'm never able to make enough carriers. What is the finite number of carriers I need? Merry Christmas from Norway. The finite number is three. You need three carriers to win all of your games. Frobobo. What are each of your drinks of choice? There's nothing better than Jeff sitting by himself. Wait, we answered that one too, right? Isn't that one Dan said he likes water? We answered that. Um, from nice username, what do you think is the best way to monetize StarCraft 2 content? I thought we answered that one too. Sorry guys, it's going back a month. It's my fault. Um, but in the off chance that we didn't answer that, it's hard. I think monetizing SC2 content is really hard because because uh, it works in different ways for different people. There's people that have really awesome YouTubes, like Loco. He's got a booming YouTube. Winter has done an amazing job with his community in terms of the various different things that he does. He does a lot of bronze to GM and uh, more of an educational approach. For me and Dan and Matt, we created a show that's been really successful. Um, so it's kind of hard to give any one answer for this. And I apologize, Joey, um, that I can't give you a better answer. Mr. Zach, congratulations on the second season of the Pilot Show. Who would you say was the best coach of all time in the StarCraft scene? I don't know. Uh, who was the SKT1 coach? It was like Boxer for a little while there, but who's the other guy I'm thinking of? Someone in the chat will answer. Coach Park. Thank you, Coach Park. Yeah. Certainly the coolest. He's at the very least the coolest coach. He actually played in MLG or two, by the way, which is really cool. France, in season two of the pilot show, is season two of the pilot show going to be better than season one? Do you have any big plans or ideas for season two? Um, I don't know that it'll be better. Uh, I don't really view it that way. Um, the guest question, uh, or no, you said any big plans or ideas for season two? Well, it'd be cool if we got invited back to BlizzCon. I think a second crack at that would be really cool. Because anytime you do something for the first time, it's always going to be not your best. Uh, I, 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 we were really happy with the show, but what I mean is we can improve on it, right, um, for season two. So we'll see. Uh, other than that, I don't know. We'd love to grow the Patreon to big places. And, and one of the things we talked about in the past is sponsoring show matches and sponsoring channels and that kind of stuff. So hopefully, uh, you know, we can get get pretty big there and then start doing that kind of stuff. If you could be really good at anything besides making money or StarCraft, what would you choose to be really good at? Hmm. Ooh, that's a, that's a great question. Cause I actually, what would I choose to be really good at? Damn, there's so many things. No, he already said it instead of making money. He said, instead of making money or StarCraft, I would, uh, wow. I don't know. What would I choose to be really good at? What is the chat saying? Grilled cheese sandwiches? Maynard says, really good at guitar. But you already are really good at guitar, Maynard. You're the basis for POD. He loves that joke. I've told it to him about 600 times and he laughs every time. I promise you. Um, I don't know, man. Off the top, you, you, you've stumped me. Honestly, you've kind of stumped me. Um, because this turns into a weird interview question where I think I am good at some things. So I'm not going to be like this thing. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty good at it anyways. I don't know. Handiwork. You know what? That's one of the things. I am useless with shit. Uh, I, I, I could do better and it's not like I'm too dumb to do it. It's not even that I'm lazy per se. I've just always had this built-in philosophy of like, if someone else is better for the job, then why get in their way? Just have them do it type of thing. But sometimes that does come off as lazy. Pale, which retired pro gamer do you miss the most in the scene? Cheers from Guatemala. Well, hey, thank you, Pale. Uh, pro gamer I miss the most? Jadon, easily. He's not fully retired, but he is retired from StarCraft 2. Attending events with him, seeing him, seeing his passion, seeing his talent was like a life experience that I'll never forget. He was He's the, the real deal. He's amazing. Caleb, do you like the new offerings available in the war chest? Yes, I think the war chest has been sick. I like the building skins. I didn't think I'd be that hyped about that at all. I thought, I was like, oh, buildings, who cares? They're really cool. The Protoss ones, actually, in particular. The Terran ones are kind of crappy. 
Oh, sorry. Yeah, I did skip one. Some Drunk Canadian. Happy New Year and congrats on the start of season two. What is your favorite quality in other guests and hosts? Great question, sir. Um, I will tell you that one of my favorite things about Dan in particular as a co-host is how brutally honest and emotional he is and not afraid to be emotional. It's so refreshing. There's so many people that when you talk to him, they're putting up some level of um, a performance, you know, and I don't fault them for this per se, but when they give an answer that feels like they're talking to a room full of people or an audience as opposed to you directly, when Dan answers something, it's as if he's talking to you personally and he is really emotional about it and he'll give you a real damn answer, even if it's in um, contrary to like eight other people. He's not afraid to stand up for himself. And also Dan's just a damn good guy. So um, most of what he's like 99% of what he says comes from the heart and is real. And for me, that's something that I, I view myself as someone that, that, that does that as well. Uh, so it's like really refreshing and I would say even recharging to be around. But there's this question's wonderful. I'm only gonna pick a couple others because honestly I could say great things about all of our guests because it turns out I think very highly of a lot of the StarCraft II scene. Um, I, I think uh, another one to mention is Zombie Grub has really, really awesome honesty as well, and I really appreciate that. Uh, and I, I hate to do this, but it, it, it's worth mentioning, especially as a woman. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's even harder in gaming in particular for a woman to have an opinion and to stand by it and to not shy away from communicating that. And I feel like she doesn't. I feel like she's not afraid to be like, no, this is actually what I think is right. And then to to stand behind it when that is the harder path. Uh, the easier path is just to agree with everyone and kind of go with it. So I think that's really fucking awesome that she does that. Um, it gets it, She catches grief for it. She's, I'm sure, harassed like anybody else. Um, but she stands firm on that. And I think it's a wonderful example and it's awesome. So it's really cool to have her on the show um, and have her bring that as well. And then another guest, I think I, I you know what? Um, I think I couldn't go too far without, I mean, again, I could do this for an hour and a half. I could do this for five hours. So if I don't mention you, I really do apologize. Like Maynard's in the chat, fucking love Maynard, one of the most passionate people there is. Um, but I, I want to take this time to also mention Fear Dragon uh, because I think, I, I'm not comfortable sharing everything that I, that I want to say about this subject, but what I will say publicly uh, is that this guy, Starcraft is about as close to his heart as you can possibly get. I've seen this guy twist. I've seen him hurt. I've seen him be upset. And it was for no other reason than he didn't think he did a good enough job on a broadcast. Um, so on some level, that's a little bit like, you know, too self-deprecating. And that, that's a personal growth that I hope, you know, with maturity kind of diminishes. But at the same time, it's something that's really admirable and respectful. And I only know that because of the proximity that the job has brought me to him and, and seeing him as a human being kind of do this stuff uh, and StarCraft brings out in people because they're so passionate about it. So I think that's awesome. Uh, great question though. And like, you know, Nate's in the chat. Fucking love Nate too. Uh, Nate has developed and become one of the best hosts that I think I, I've ever seen. One of the hardest things that is so underrated about a host is that they can let someone, they, they can bring content out of a person without making them feel bad or awkward, and then can bounce back and, and iterate with them. Uh, that's not something every host can do. In fact, there's a lot of hosts that I can name that people think are very good, that they are the center of attention, and then the panelists or the other people on stage are um, dressings, and that's not the way that should go, in my opinion. And it often can make some people feel very awkward, and it can make for a bad show. Nate doesn't do that, does a great job. Hyper Turtle, I've seen growing popularity for characters like Groot or Hodor, who can only say one thing. If you had to do a cast or stream where you could only repeat a single word or phrase, what would it be? Penis. Thank you for that, that question. It was wonderful. Um, Subsorian. No, I answered that one, Cobra. This time, it is you that is wrong. Um, Subsorian. I like your name, by the way. What would you all improve in regards to the War Chest affiliate program? I think one of the big things that we all would really like is for the War Chest to be cracked open and go the distance. Um, I understand why it's capped out, but I wish I wish we could. Uh, I wish we could just you know have a million bucks. They're like, wow, it's August. We've had that War Chest going. It's a million dollars. Cool. And then there's different ways to redistribute and stuff like that. Um, like I said, I don't even know that that's the best thing for me personally. I just I just uh, we they like. We, we sell it out like pretty damn quick. Um, 
which is a strategy in of itself, by the way. It's worth mentioning. Uh, when you do a sale and you say the sale ends July, it's because people feel a sense of urgency and then chip in. Whereas if you never have a deadline, there is a certain margin of people that will never contribute because they're like, eh, I'll do it next week. And then they never do it. Droptimus. Do you think people can go pro in their 30s or even later in life? I think the odds of it being successful are extremely low the further you get in life. And it's not because you slow down. That's something that people say. I think that's really, that's really wrong. Not in the truest sense anyways. There's pianists. Uh, there's people that play the piano really well. I don't know. I can never say that word without thinking I'm saying penis. Um, and they're like 45 years old. There's violin players. There's tennis players, etc., etc. You can. Your body can. What ends up happening later in life, though, is you're paying bills. You have significant others. You have children. You have houses. You have things that you're worried about and your ability to um, spend 10, 12, 13 hours a day doing the, the video games or even having the mental capacity to process those things becomes harder and slower and slagged down the further you go in life. I've experienced this myself. I know that it's real. That's why I think you'll see very few people in the later stages of their life becoming professional. Melty says yes. Thank you. Sam Talek, what's better for the scene? More creative, kind of crazy maps or more balanced state maps? I think you meant standard. Does your answer change if you talk about which you personally prefer? Um, I personally prefer standard maps because I'm a boring ass former pro gamer. Uh, I think a mix is the honest answer of what's best for the scene. Can we get an episode with Up a Tree Zelda where he discusses stream production, mics, mice, etc. from Hydro? No. Uh, Melty, oof. John, for me and everybody I know, castors are by far the most important factor to esports, and whether we'll watch or skip the VOD. You guys bring all the personality and flavor. Will you guys plan slash participate in more castor-involved events like the remastered launch party and Christmas specials? So we actually get we get asked this quite a bit. I was reading your guys' response. You guys are like, oh, wow. Does that surprise you that we're not going to do a whole episode asking about microphones and mice? Does that really shock anybody? I, I wouldn't, I didn't think it would, uh, you know, put in the feedback if you're, if you're, <laughs> anyways. Um, so this is something we get asked quite a bit. People are like, hey, Jeff, are you guys planning another Christmas bash? Um, we don't plan that. We're hired for it. So it, uh, that was something put on by Blizzard and even more specifically people inside of Blizzard. Um, and I think they did it in conjunction with Twitch if, I, if I'm if i being bold as to say that as well. So it was like a dual budget from the two of them, which is what you need to hire day nine and taste. <coughs> uh, sorry, honesty vomit, I didn't mean to. Um, if more events like that were to hit me up and be like, Jeff, we'd like to hire you to come hang out with Tastosis and day nine and talk about the good times of Starcraft, would I say yes? The answer is yes, I absolutely would. It's, these are some of the most fun events I've ever done in my life. We loved them. I thought you guys loved them. I thought the metrics were good for them. Uh, I wish they would do more, but there is nothing planned and we don't plan it. So if you want more of that, I need you to take trips down to Blizzard, stand outside in the gates, holding up a sign saying more holiday bash and that kind of a thing, or email them a bunch. Red Gunner Guy. Do you think that StarCraft 2 would be better if it had a subscription model? Example, you pay $5 or so a month. Okay, now these are questions I thought we did answer. That's 1-1. One, one. Yeah, we answered that one. So we're going to mark that one. What do you think were some of the biggest mistakes by tournament organizers in the development of StarCraft 2 esports? I thought we answered that one. Guys, thank you for the host, by the way. Bye. I appreciate that, man. So both of those were answered. If someone remembers better than me, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Fear Dragon says, with 2019 finally here, how many days was everyone's 2018? I think we laughed about that. Uh, Concordia asked, to Artosis and in control regarding the Brood War, uh, let's say you could go back in time and play against the versions of yourself at your peak competitive state, 2006, 2009. Do you think your 10 plus years extra of game knowledge would be enough to win? Uh, my mechanics were absolute shit back then, so I I, I do think so. Yes, um, it was actually amazing that I was I, I was as good at Brood War as I was while sucking as hard as I did. 
I stand by those words. Um, so yes, I think I would beat myself back then. Which berry is the king of berries from Cold? Strawberry. There is no other answer. And it's specifically because Alec Trevlin said that Xena on a top. No, that wasn't her name. What was the Bond girl's name in Goldeneye? Anyways, he said that she tasted like a strawberry. It's the correct answer. I'm going to wait for someone to tell me your name because it's going to really bother me. Natalia, thank you. Natalia Arumov, was it? It was like Arumov or something like that. Um, Matt 500, Todd, when I visit France, how Australian do I need to make? Yeah, we, I asked him that one. BM Ahecha, one, two, three. What do you guys think about the doom and gloom around in the media about Blizz lately? I think we talked about that. Mort, recognizing that Blizz is a business, StarCraft is a product that we love. Do you guys have any out of the box ideas of how Blizzard guests? This is where I talked about the people that kick indoors. GG Emini, the first non regional qualifiers in a while have been going on for IM Katowice, which saw Koreans dominate any qualifiers, especially with the official qualifier of Caster Wardy here. Do you guys? Yep, we talked about that. So now we're into this next episode, the questions you guys had for this one. Still knocked. What is your plan to survive a zombie apocalypse besides accepting your fate and dying? Zombies are standard disease-based ones. There are other survivors, a la Walking Dead. Um, in a zombie apocalypse, I would exist with an extreme distrust of my fellow humans. I would probably circle myself with people that need me to survive because I think that's the best way to assure Simonova, by the way, Nasa, thank you, um, my existence. And then I've noticed there's this terrible threshold in zombie apocalypses where if your group gets too big, you're likely to die. But if you can get past that and get really big, you're likely to live. So I would probably keep it tight and small. That's what I would do. Mostar, hi there. Love your show from the first episode. My girlfriend started playing StarCraft Two recently because she was curious why I love this PC game so much marry her and after the first four missions of the wings of liberty campaign she started playing the arcade minigame lost viking how can i get her back on track you can't she's lost the sands of time so hopefully in the course of uh you were at you asked this question on sunday i hope between now and then you did not marry her you need to face facts and uh she's gone so i'm sorry nobody can see this coming but she's out of here She's, uh, she's with the Lost Vikings now. Hydro, what do you think were some of the biggest mistakes by tournament organizers? Isn't this the same question? In the development of StarCraft II Esports, and was there any particular mistake that dramatically altered the scene for the worse or better? I thought we talked about uh, MLG and their paid... Um, they did like the MLG paid subscription version of their tournament that kind of sunk them in the end. Thought we talked about that, but we said they were ahead of their time because subscription models like that are coming up. Seraph Six, as a public face and content creator, what additional efforts do you try to use in order to maintain some level of privacy? It's a great question, my man. Um, it's kind of funny because it's a learn as you go. I for a while would tell you that I don't need privacy and that I'm completely fine with people basically knowing all elements of my life. But especially in this last year, when it turns out that you have a gigantic relationship ship, we'll call it that, you could also call it divorce, um, some privacy would have been nice because 99% of humanity is really, is generally compassionate and super nice. But there's that 1%, there's that 1% that kind of rolls around in their own excrement and then they get online with their grubby fingers and they kind of try to do whatever they can to hurt people uh privacy would have been nice there so i don't know though because i always kind of bounce around on this because i think by being public it puts me in a position to um yes suffer in a lot of ways but at the other time show people strength and also show people um humility I think that's really important. I think it's really important to be able to look at someone in the public and be like, they're going through something and here's how they handled it for better or worse. Um, and then I per personally like to shoulder that burden because I, I feel very capable of fucking up because I fuck up a lot, but then coming back and saying, I'm sorry, I, I should do better. And here's why. And here's what I want to do better. That's going to be my lifelong journey. And I think if it's public and people see that it's okay to mess up, 
uh, as long as you have the intention of doing better, that that's, there's a huge amount of strength in that. If you were really private, I don't think you'd be able to be nearly the kind of uh, avatar of that message as, as you otherwise could be. So I'm out there. I've got 13-year-olds yelling at me, and I've got weird, lonely 45-year-old guys in their mother's basement that do whatever they can to try to hurt my feelings. But I would rather be the person that deals with that so that I can communicate to the other vast majority and help them out um, than to shield away my, my life, I guess. Mark and 2019, the year of my man M. Canning. The correct answer is every year is the year of M. Canning. Um, where his hair recedes, his power and strength as a streamer only grows. So uh, this is going to be a good year for M. Canning, and it's every year after this is going to be a great year for M. Canning. That's also a good year for hats. Kilo Kilo, what has been your favorite food while traveling? Oh, damn. You want to know the answer to that? So Matt, we're, before we end the show, there's actually a couple good ones in the, uh, we're not going to answer all of them, but the questions are only for the host. I do want to answer a couple there. Um, pierogies in Poland. Shout out to my man, Chobra and Carmack. We had an eating competition. I don't know if you guys know this. I'm a silverback gorilla or brown bear when it comes to eating. I, that's one of my abilities is I can eat everything. They ate more pierogies than me by a lot. So A, I'm very impressed, but B, I was defeated. Not by one guy, but by two guys. Both guys, by the way, that I have something like 60 pounds on, if not more. So best food. And I will say this, by the way, the tier of pierogies, and I will, I will not suffer um, someone disagreeing with this. If you eat cheese-filled pierogies, you're an aberration. You're a monster. Those are disgusting. Uh, the cheese ones are actually only less disgusting than the ones that are filled with, like, cabbage or whatever. Terrible. It's the meat and cabbage or the meat ones. That's the ones that are super amazing. So Duddles asked a cool question in the questions only for guests. Um, with us filtering questions, by the way, I think it'll leave us enough time to always look and hear better. Whereas in the past, because we were answering all the questions, they were priority Patreon and that was our policy. I don't think we've answered any questions from here in like months, maybe like the first two episodes we did. Um, in Control, thank you for your content. You always get a laugh out of me, whether it's casting, just streaming, or doing the show. What means would you recommend going through to advertise a show that due to having a full-time job and family can only air once a month to every uh, to every other month? As in, how would you recommend getting traction or something with less of a guaranteed schedule? So I like this question because A, Duddles is awesome, and B, he flates my ego. Um, so of course this drew me into this question. No, on a serious note, the reason I like this question is because I think this uh, offers an opportunity for some pretty brass tacks honesty that I think uh, people need to hear. Making content for a game that is not at the cutting edge of, of uh, viewership is very difficult. Um, it's not impossible. It's not that it's not worth it. It's just that people's expectations for what content they make and how many people watch it, it needs to be rebalanced. It needs to be measured. So if you're doing a show once a month, you're already hurting yourself. The amount of people that set a schedule where something comes up once a month and they'll be there for that. It's the exact amount of pocket protectors that were sold in 2018. Everyone that purchased a pocket protector in 2018 is the individual that you can count on scheduling a once a month thing and they will be there for that. Everyone else will not. Everyone else. Um, so that's already very, very difficult. In addition to that, if you're not like in this blowing up situation like Fortnite a year ago or whatever, um, where just random people can accidentally flood into your channel and like your content, then it's really hard. So I hate to be this real with you, Duddles, but the honest answer is um, you need to be consistent. You need to be as common as you possibly can. And then you have to have some X factor. So if you, know, you have a monotone voice or your content looks like other people's content, then that doesn't seem to be a reason for people to choose you over something else. Um, all of that aside, if your expectation is like, I just like making content, I don't care if three people or five people are watching, then that's okay too. I wanna to be here to tell you that. We all start somewhere and content for those people is still awesome. 
and there's the chance that it grows into 5 to 10 to 20 to 30 to 40 to 100. It's just a lot of people look at Twitch because the further back you go, the more the more real this was, um, where you fire up your channel and 100 people watch just because they're just on Twitch. That doesn't happen anymore. You could be streaming to one person or zero people for months. Um, I know, I'm not going to name names because it's, it's mean to say that, but I know some streamers that just celebrated their, uh, a stream just celebrated his fourth year streaming on Twitch. He has fantastic content, great quality. He's got an amazing voice. He streams to an average of 35 people because he's a variety streamer and, and he likes retro games and he likes older games. Um, so it just never grabbed anybody. Significant. But guess what? He's still making it work and he's still doing the best he can and hopefully someday he'll get his big break. His big break. All right. So that is actually all the questions. Um, we went through all of them. Uh, I believe we caught all of them. We answered all of them. I'm not going to rehash like I normally do because it's a really long rehash, but please see the beginning of this episode for how we would like to move forward um, with questions. And hopefully you guys are on the same page. Like I said, Cobra wonderfully made the feedback for 2019 section in our Discord. You can let us know good, bad, ugly, whatever it is you think. It's not necessarily going to change our policy, but your feedback is valuable and we do want to hear it there. And I can confidently tell you even if you don't communicate it in the nicest way, Big Poppy Jeff is not going to go in there and be grumpy with you. I'm, give me at least two days before I fall on my face with that. I'm going to do everything I can to be uh, super positive and, and lovely with you guys because that's what you are with me. Um, Cobra says, okay, yeah, limit of one question. Um, it, it is funny. Cobra's really good at this. He, he knows that people game it. Please ask one question. Please keep it to 300 words or less. You can make it as goofy, serious, or whatever as you want. It's just that we're now going to be filtering them. So if it's if it's too goofy or not funny or something like that, there's a very good chance it won't get answered. Um, and that's going to be how we move forward. Okay. Uh, he says, content submissions for this week in StarCraft segment really should be submitted by Tuesday, uh, the morning before each episode. Yeah. I guess that's something we should put out there too. And this is where we get to give a big shout out to Cobra, as always, but Alessandra as well. She largely in part gathers these questions in, in this segment if I'm not, unless something's changed and I, I missed it. Um, so if you get it to her like the day of or moments before, that's where some of these mistakes happen too. Where, you know, Dan's reading this week in StarCraft and it turns out the numbers don't match up or, or something weird like that. But that's that. Guys, this has been the town hall episode of the Pylon Show. And you guys were awesome. We had wonderful viewership. Huge shout out to Blizzard and StarCraft, by the way, for having and Cobra for, for putting this together, but we were tweeted out by them. We've been on the launcher a few times. Um, last year we were at BlizzCon. Like we're, we're, we're really excited about working with Blizzard and we love this game a whole heck of a lot. We know you guys do too, so making this content's really fun. Um, this episode will kind of serve as the like, hey, refer back to this in terms of this discussion. I just spoke by myself in a room nonstop for about an hour and 45 minutes, a very a long time. So. Hopefully, I over-answered any question you could have about this. But again, if there's something that you feel like needs more discussion, we've got a feedback page, okay? I want to give a big shout out to my co-host, Barrison the Bold. No, he's not going to lift his head for that. It takes a lot to lift his head, so I understand that. Uh, Barrison, I get it. He is awake, though. He heard you guys talking about his snoring. I'd say he's embarrassed, but he doesn't feel any shame. Um, wrapping up the episode real quick, Cobra is at my house, as some of you have noticed. Uh, also a huge, well, first, let's give a, sh no, okay. Poor Cobra, trying to produce my scatterbrain. Cobra's here. We're setting up an awesome computer. It is, I Instagrammed the specs on it, and that's, that's not Barristan, that's Cobra. <laughs> um, we're setting up this awesome computer. We're gonna have a green screen. We're gonna have soundproofing, uh, padding on the walls. Sometimes you notice my voice sounds echoey and stuff like that. He's going to put proper lighting on me, which I apologize in advance. It means that you're going to see every square inch of my body at all times on the camera. And there's not going to be anything that you can do to hide your face from it. Um, and we'll be streaming Warhammer content. Warhammer 40k is what we play over here, but maybe some Age of Sigmar. Um, and the stream's going to get really, really awesome and improved. Cobra is an absolute amazing talent with this stuff. He's a workhorse, um, so I'm really, really excited about it. It's going to be in the next, like, it, he should be done by about Sunday or so. 
Um, so it's next week that we'll really get, I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll have some test streams, but otherwise it's going to be next week that you'll get to see this monster unleashed. Uh, the picture of the rig and the specs are on Instagram. If you want on my Instagram and control TV, you can see right there. If you want to check it out, um, I will be streaming tomorrow. Uh, the D and D show returns as well. Friday I'll be streaming. And then this weekend I'm going to be mostly busy with friends and also give Cobra time to move stuff around and change things without me being in the way. Uh, but like I said, streams will resume next week and the pilot show will resume next week with our normal episode with Artosis. We'll get some guests and we'll talk about all this stuff. We love you guys. We appreciate that you support us. Um, thank you for bearing with my mistakes and thank you for, for tolerating my emotionality. Uh, but we, we appreciate you guys. So that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you.